Welcome to the Hive Hustle, the captivating podcast about street culture, uh, whether it's crump, hip-hop, roller skating, business, entrepreneurship, being a father, anything that's invested in me, inspired me in life, and really helped me grow as a person. It's official now, the Hive Hustle podcast about to sit you down. Go and fix your crown. This ain't a grain of salt. Pick your brain and thoughts, even through a major loss. Still remain a boss. Man, today, I'm sitting next to somebody that I've known for like almost 20 years. And man, we got close probably 2012, 2010, 2012, when we first started like building one round together. I say around there, yeah. Yeah. And man, I'm just appreciative of you, bro, because I'm glad you was okay with popping on the podcast with me and uh i just can't thank you enough this is my bro suave y'all if you don't know who he is already by sitting here like you need to catch up because a lot of the reason where i'm at right now is because of this man right here but thank you man thank you for being here thank you i appreciate that yeah i'm I'm actually happy to be here like i said we've we've uh we've built a lot together you know so it's like it, it I'm definitely here to support because, you know, we've done a lot. We've we've helped the community a lot. And I feel like it's good to to give back to those who give. So, yeah. yeah. And man, like when I really comes down to it, like seeing where we're at now and seeing like we talk about this all the time on Facebook and just chilling and stuff. Right. But seeing where like where we started out at one round. Like I even think about like the trips to the blackout. Yeah. Like when we used to, when we filmed in the freaking car and we were like, yo, we're going to make a concept video. And yeah. just thinking about where we're at now is like, it's really crazy to think. And you know, you on your ventures, I'm on my ventures and just us being able to support each other. Because like I told you the window outside, bro, that's your picture. Yeah. Like my brand wouldn't have the look that it has if I didn't book you for photography in the very beginning. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you and Explosion were the first people to do my photo shoots <laughs> in 2718. Like, bro, that's six years ago. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Oops. Sorry. That's the great thing about having a, a, I guess, working with people and, and creating a team environment. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I can say I, I appreciate within our growth is we're able to see each other grow and we're able to grow our different ways. Mm-hmm. And, and then we're able it. to help each other yeah. with the, the, the stuff we learn along the yeah. way. You know? Like whether that be video editing, whether yeah. that be, you know, photography, whether that be podcasting, whether that be anything, you know, right. we've, me and you both have stepped into a lot of different industries and I'm grateful because the conversations that we have help each other grow. Yeah. So, yeah. but as you know, this podcast is about street culture, mm-hmm. people who inspire me. And it's mainly an interview because I want to get to know the artist behind the the art you yeah know what i'm saying like we see kanye west but we don't know what's going on at home we don't know his personal life yeah people see suave on instagram people see the eye visuals people see unbiased opinions podcast yeah. but they don't know what inspired those things they don't know where you started mm-hmm. so the first question is always man like where did it start like how where did street culture hip-hop crump whatever that was for you whether it be dominoes at the table, yeah, yeah, whether it yeah. be spades, you know what I'm saying? Where did it first start? Like, how did you get introduced to it? Uh, dance culture in general? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, well, dance culture started for me from um, my family. My cousins were into, well, one, my cousin, who's actually on the podcast with me right now, is a, uh, his name is Twerk, but he started on a step team. Okay. And then within that step team, him and my other cousin, they started 
clown dancing. Okay. And um, what year was this? That was like, it had to be like early nineties. Really? Doing well, clown, the clown, yeah. clowning was around for a long time. Yeah. So it was like ninety, I think ninety five when they're actually into the clown dancing era. Okay. But like, yeah, I saw that, and I used to go to their their stuff all the time, and I was like. I want to learn this like this looks this looks dope you know and i always had like a a love for dancing because my brother was into it because he used to do like cisco usher stuff yeah every time he would see the video and i was like oh that's cool i want to you know learn that but then um seeing the clown dancing that's when i really like took off for me because i was okay. like i'm in there yeah i want to learn that so because you was you was Tail, backpack, oh. all that high school and everything. Everything. I remember yeah. I wasn't around you, but I heard the I heard the stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard Suave was the dude with the tail and the backpack and the everything. Yeah. With the I think you had the freaking uh you had braids back then, yeah. didn't you? Braids with the beads. You with the beads that. and everything. Yeah. All of that. Like, yeah. So that I know. I, I hopped in there like crazy with it. Like and the crazy thing about it was when I learned clown dancing, it was literally by myself like so you didn't I, have no inspiration no i had like the people that i would watch but um you i would literally yeah i would literally go out on my balcony every day and practice like i had this little radio i would go on my balcony and practice every day wow and then i just started learning that and learning and getting better and getting better and then we went to places and i would see people doing it and i'm like this is my chance <laughs> This is my opportunity. I could do it right yeah. now and be seen. <laughs> yeah. And I'll get out there and do it. And people would start seeing me. And then um, the crazy thing about that was like school. In school, like for people to say like I was the guy back then in dancing, I wasn't the guy at first. You know what I mean? Like I was invisible at school. And then all of a sudden, like I got good at dancing and Everybody knew me. Then everybody's like, "Oh, he's the one who." Oh yeah, he was hood legend. Yeah, Suave like, is the hood legend. Name. <laughs> yeah, <People> no. <laughs> and my name started spreading around, and it was just crazy because I'm like, "Dang!" Like, I just was trying and to get better. And the crazy part about it is nowadays you got to have Instagram and TikTok. Back yeah. then, it was word of mouth. It was word of mouth. Like, so it was like schools. your name was like ringing bells in yeah. Shap <laughs> at for freaking uh, Valley. All right. the high schools in Vegas. I remember because I was a Sigma Beta. Yeah. And I was like getting into clowning. Like I was like wobbling and like, yeah. and everybody was like, where'd you learn that? I'm like, well, I learned it from Mecca, but I know these people over here, they be getting it, <laughs> getting it in. I just don't know who they are yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. People knew about us through like schools and stuff. Cause we would go to schools and like battle people oh, or at the football game. So it was like, it was crazy. Like I, in the beginning, I ain't gonna lie. I was I was like kind of like a bully with that drink, just because I was like hungry on like the dance. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I want to like try to get better and better, and I want to better myself. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm a battle. I'm a battle anybody. So that's how me and Snoop kind of got connected through that. Was when we first met, it was gonna be a battle. I feel you. When I, saw I think him, that's I how like, most yeah. friends start. You <laughs> yeah. argue with them, and then you become best <laughs> yeah. friends. But then me and Snoop started labbing together. So it went from me labbing by myself to me and Snoop labbing in the garage all the time. And then more and more people started coming. And mm -hmm. that's pretty much how, like, the goons, yeah. the suave garage, yeah. and all that stuff was, like, birthed through, like, just labbing at home pretty yeah. much. Well, just to let you know, man, like, last night we were labbing here mm -hmm. and a lot of new people came. And I was outside with my little homie, your little mafioso, Richard. And 
I was he was like, man, like the energy's just so crazy in here. And I was like, bro, I was like, what does it remind you of? He's like, you know what? He's like, this reminds me of like Suave's garage. <laughs> and I was like, exactly. I was like, the moment I stepped in Suave's garage for the first time, my crump changed. I've always told people, yeah. your garage is the equivalent to Mama I's house in Vegas. <laughs> like, that gar- like if you ever move from that house, I'll tell you this all the time. If you ever move from that house, we have to, like, take the garage with us. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, but I told him that. I was like, I've always made sure, because when I first stepped into your garage, I felt a safe space. Mm-hmm. I felt I could be my who I am. And yeah. I felt like I could really get off to the best of my potential. Yeah. And I've never felt that. Until, like, don't get me wrong, when I was at dance studios and stuff like that, but a garage is a whole different world, bro. Yeah. And so, like, I did everything I could to create the hive in that aspect of, like, safe space. It's a great vibe. It's a great energy. And when you walk in, you feel it. Yeah. And that's... and That's good. That's good that you do that. Because I kind of think that's what we built with my garage. Mm -hmm. Because that's... It wasn't intentional... But it was, it was always, yeah, it was always like I wanted to have an energy of like love and you're anybody welcome. can come here. And when you dance, you're going to get love. love. So Bro, it's like, it's everybody man. tells, everybody says it. When you dance at Suave's Garage, the hype you get is yeah. a whole different world than anywhere else. Yeah. You can, you literally feel like you on top of the world in that garage. Like, I, I don't know what it is. But I remember yeah. when I battled K-Tray in your garage. I had the oh, moment yeah. of a lifetime in that round. And I, I remember you was like... <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting off if Suave looks like that. <laughs> yeah, because I would go crazy, especially in my garage. I'd go super crazy because it's like, and then everything's so, like, tight-knit. In yep. there. So it's like the energy's all right there. It's, like, circle. right so in the like, middle yeah. of everything. We used to have so many people in there. But I always, like, one thing I always tried to instill in my fans back then was um, show love. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, if you... If Show love, love it, to the people. Yeah. Let people know. Yeah. And, and it's good to bring the energy out of people. Like, even if they're like, you see somebody's not getting there yet, like, your hype could get them there. Like, they don't know how much it, giving somebody energy helps them to put more energy out. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I used to do to them. And that's what they used to do to other people. Cause I used to like, kind of like help them with the hype. Oh, yeah. You know, that's one thing you've always had. Yeah. Now, you talked about clowning. When did it switch for you? Like, when did it switch from clowning to crump? Um, I want to say, like, Shake City. Okay, so Shake, Shake City, City was City the days. initial, like, that yeah. was the... Who gave you the DVD? Yeah, I actually found it. I, like, discovered <sighs> it. There's, like, a website about, oh, like, Shake City. Yeah, and it was, I remember like, that. super old, but, like, I was, like... Cause I wanted to find like everything on cr- on clown dancing back then, so I used to look everything up. Then I came across like Shake City, and I was watching. And I was like, "Oh, this looks crazy! Like this looks even more crazy than clown dancing." Yeah. So I was like, "I want to get this and check it out." And then um, I heard about Tide Eyes back then, but I, for some reason, I, we always thought his name was Tie Dye. I did too. Yeah, and like Tie Dye, like the T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. I swear, <laughs> when I first heard the name, I thought that's what it was. Yeah. So it was like back in like. Clown dancing days, that's what I thought when I heard the name. So I was like, Because oh, you think damn. of clown, you think of colorful. Yeah. Tie-dye. And that's, what yeah. We, that's the type of shirts we was wearing and stuff yeah. like that. So that's what I thought. And then uh, I saw his name on there and I was like, tie-dye. I was like, oh, that's the guy that he was talking about. I was like, let me see this video. I want to see what they're talking about. And I watched it and I was like, oh, these people are yeah. dope. Yeah. Like, super dope. And everybody on that video was dope. 
like everybody usually has their personal favorites, but like a lot of them were tight. Mm-hmm. So it's everybody. like people always like shine tight eyes, but like Hurricane was super dope. Back Gizmo then. Lil was Mi- tight. Lil Miho was Lil actually Miho my was favorite. Insane. Yeah, he was my favorite. Bro, back then. Barry was crazy. Yeah, I freaking like honestly a lot of the inspiration uh, before tight eyes and all that came from him. From to be honest, that's yeah. where the beads and stuff came from. Yeah, because he like, had them. Yeah, that's, that's and he had he that. Rocking. He had a crazy bang. Yeah, like um, even back then his bangs were insane. Oh yeah, yeah. So and the one thing that I loved about Crump though is even seeing it was there's something about it to where you can tell that this dance has like a lot of expression in mm-hmm. it. And I think that's what like really attracted me to it because I was like watching it and I was like, dang, it seems like you could just create and express and be you whoever you want to be in this you know it's like you can literally do whatever i feel like crump is a dance style that really really like it caters to the unknown yeah the fallen or like the people that are just like overlooked because i feel like a lot of crumpers were overlooked in their younger younger days like me i was very overlooked I yeah. wasn't popular in high school before I started dancing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I was, like you said, you weren't really known before you started dancing. Yeah. And then dance gave you your identity. I feel like yeah. that's what Crump did a lot for a lot of us. And I feel like that's what the style, like, just like hip hop, just like popping, breaking. Mm-hmm. It was just early 2000s instead of the 70s and 80s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it really gave us that, that escape. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's facts. Um, now, you're obviously crump dancer. You ain't crump. You don't crump no more. Yeah. But in the past, like, five, six years, you've obviously gotten really into photography and videography. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what made you want to get into that stuff? Um, The same thing. I think crump helped me find my niche, which was, like, what... I feel like was in me, which is like creativity and expression. Yes. That's pretty much like my identity. And it was like finding out what outlets I wanted to use that. To, like to, to be to, what, what canvas you wanted to use. Yeah. I get so you. So it was like, I think photography was like another place where I found that and was like, oh, dang, you know, like this is something I can yeah. use that creativity and yeah. expression in. And I, and the thing about it is, and this is something I want a lot of people to realize is like, Sometimes some things can just be a hobby and that's it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You don't have to some, make it a business. Yeah. Some people want to take everything so professionally and it's like some some things are like stepping stones to get you to that next mm-hmm. that next spot. You know, it's not like supposed to be like, oh, I need to be professional at this. We get into everything so many you do. Things. You don't need to be a professional. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like sometimes you do it because you just really love it yeah. and you can instill that love in there and it can mm-hmm. take you somewhere else. And I think that's what Crumple was for me. Like. I really loved it, but I wasn't supposed to be like no professional yeah. or anything like that. Or I wasn't supposed to be like no big time in music videos. It, it was something to lead you to something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like something to help build build myself and find myself yeah. in so I can like find other outlets. Yeah. And that's what a lot of these things can be for people. Like some people want to take gaming, like video games and be like so serious with it and like just be be like the professionals and all that. And it's like, no, sometimes you can just have fun mm-hmm. with things. Like, have fun with dance. Have fun with, yeah. like, gaming. Have fun with certain things. Basketball. Yeah. You don't need to be, like, take everything serious and then find those things 
that you yeah. really feel drawn towards that you feel like I can make a professional career out yeah. of this. And I think that's what happened with like photography for me. Cause it was like, I found that expression. And then I was like, Oh, I, this is something I can do mm -hmm. career wise. I'd say this yeah. really like I've seen your creativity flourish tremendously since you held a camera. Yeah. yeah. Even behind the camera and in front of it. Yeah. Because I've noticed like pictures that y'all be you and Diamond be taking sometimes. I'm right. like, <laughs> what? I'm like, yo, this is insane. Like, yeah. you guys find the dopest spots. You guys literally will sit in front of a camera and y'all are so natural yeah. that you could just literally stand there and y'all have made a great picture. Right. Like and the cosplay that y'all do, the themes, everything, yeah. bro. And that's what I'm so grateful for because I remember us sitting down and like planning out the Young Rounds videos. Yeah. Planning out the photo shoots yeah. for one round. Planning out different things, where we're going to go, what we're going to do. And seeing you now where it's at, I'm like, dang, like, <laughs> that's crazy. Because me and you talk about it one round, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, I loved our one round days. Mm -hmm. I know it was for a reason. Oh, yeah. I know we're not there anymore for a reason. Yeah. Because we all went on our separate ways and got our own journeys. Yeah. But if all of us didn't have that section of our lives, oh. I don't believe we would, we would still be where we're at, but we wouldn't have had the experiences and the great times that we did. And that's what I'm grateful for. That's facts. And one thing about the one round is I feel like, um, and that's something else I want to say is like, people have to know the importance of like being a team player. Mm -hmm. And that was the thing that made like our dynamic yeah. in one round really work is mm -hmm. like we had people that had specific roles like not everybody needs to be the face of something yeah like sometimes you need to just let somebody else be the face mm -hmm. with one round i feel like you were the face but you're supposed to be the yeah. face you yeah. know what i mean like so so many people when i feel like the downfall of one round happened because so many people wanted that that spot yeah yeah they want to be the face so yeah. they start and it's like you don't need to play your role I watched the reel the other day and I feel like I tell my, I tell people that are part of Swarm Brand now, like, look, I know this is mine. I mm -hmm. know I don't own the LLC. I know all of this, but right. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I say, I said it in previous episodes, like the guy sitting back there, the executive producer of the damn podcast, yeah. CEO, <laughs> I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't have a team. Yeah. Teams are needed to succeed at anything. Yeah. <laughs> As he goes like this. <laughs> that that's true. It's the truth. Like you, you know and, you and Diamond. Yeah. Y'all are a team for a reason. And she, and that's where she helped she helped me build. That's why we look I look so natural in front of the cameras due to Diamond, you know. But even that, like like going back to the one round thing, like what we were able to do, like I enjoyed the teaching aspect mm -hmm. of Crump. That's you that's where I like that. I liked I liked the um the helping the community aspect. So it was like I was really in that lane but just helping you with the group you know mm -hmm. the group in yeah. general and you had the business aspect you know um snoop had passion we had droid who was like a team leader yep so we had all these people who had com components to make something great yeah so we were able to like really focus in and hone in and yeah. build something that mm -hmm. was like beautiful and it was great it was i day. feel like one round is going to be remembered forever oh yeah like i there was a post on the crumpers page the other day and it was like, what's your favorite event of all time? And it was like four comments that said the arc. I think the arc is one of the best events, though. And I think the thing that kind of irks me about like the arc, not the event, but like just the 
was the turmoil that people would put around it. Yeah. You know, because it was like, at the end of the day, it was a great event. Yeah. So it was like, you can't take anything away from it. Mm -hmm. The event was great. Anytime we would Every like, try event, to throw, we had some crazy shit. Though. We would try to make the event yeah. great. Yeah, but so many people would try to like... In the heart of artistic innovation and urban vibrancy, Swarm Culture stands as a dynamic and captivating brand that serves as both a sanctuary and a launching pad for crump dancing, roller skating, hip-hop, and street culture. Through curated events, workshops, performances, and collaborations, Swarm Brand strives to empower individuals from all walks of life, celebrating diversity and inspiring unity through the shared language of art. Visit us today at swarmeverything.com. Tear it down. And mm -hmm. it's like, why are you guys trying to tear something down when we as a community should be building these mm -hmm. things up? Yep. But it was like anything that happened in like in the States, I don't know why it is, but it seems like in the States, especially like specifically the like, club too. Yeah. Like if you have like, a great so, thing. It's more of a crab in a barrel mentality instead of like, hey, let me add to the pot. Yeah. And that's what I literally had a conversation last night. I was like, look, I'm a great web developer. I'm a great graphic designer. I'm a great digital marketing person. Mm -hmm. Those are my breadwinners. I make money off of that. But I didn't get this space just because of that. Yeah. I got this space because I want to invest back into the culture. This podcast investing back into the culture yeah my creative space investing back into the culture like i have plans just like we had plans back then for crump mm -hmm. because i don't see my i'm not done like just to be honest with you i told myself i got a couple year more years competitively yeah but even after competitive is done i still want to invest i still want to see the crump movement grow even if i stop throwing an arm swing all the time right you get what i'm saying yeah. and i i don't care if anybody else wants to do it that's just my passion and my love. Yeah. So if I can get seven, eight, ten people to be on the same wave again, maybe not in a crew aspect, yeah. but just on a business tip, we could do the same thing again. Yeah. The reason it was successful is because we had the factory. We had a hub. Right. Well, now Vegas got a hub again. Right. So it's like... There's no stopping us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just about people being able to set aside their egos and really be like team players. Like I said, not everybody needs to be a face. Sometimes you can just be a player on the team. Yeah. You know, not and everybody's yeah. LeBron. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's good because you can still, in order for it to function, you need, we need a team. We need you. So it's <laughs> like, like, it's not like you're not, you're useless. Yeah. You're just not the face. And you're, you you're not, you're not a starting five. Yeah. Like, so it's, like it's fine. It's you still okay. Put into the team. It, and, and I feel like that comes with everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Everybody wants to be a business person. Everybody wants to be a social media influencer. Yeah. Like not, there's a reason that a corporation is the corporation. Exactly. Not everybody can be the CFO. <laughs> exactly. Not everybody can be the CEO. There's got to be a director of operations. There's got to be a creative associate director. There's got to right. be different roles. Yeah. And I feel like if people think like that, they'll understand that regardless if you're at the top, you're not at the bottom. Yeah. Because in this, in this day and age, everybody plays a part and everybody's needed in a real company that has real morals and real values. And that's what I'm trying to build. Yeah. So that was that was some of the problems that I would hear like some people like Todd Eyes or some other crumpers say when they would like be like, Well, you haven't danced enough or you need to battle more or you need to do this. And it's like not everybody's a battler though. Not everybody needs to I feel to like do Crump that. is finally there. Yeah. Crump is finally in this aspect where okay, we got concrete on the Beyonce tour. We right. got 
Beast over here teaching in LA and building the Mecca. We got Solo over there with Lowe's Town and building Crump Championship Series. Like we have different parts of the movement and people playing different parts. Like we yeah. have people doing Crumpography. We have people doing this. We have people doing that. And that's where it's at now. I feel like me and you and a lot of what we were doing was just ahead of the curve. Yeah. Because everybody got a kids crew now. <laughs> everybody got a, a weekly class. Right. Everybody got a weekly lab. But yeah. if you remember in 2014, we were doing that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like some people like um Droid, for example, he was he was starting that as well yeah. at, that, at that time. Dead end, droid, yeah. um Herb on the Midwest. Yeah. Al was doing it on the South. Yeah. Truck and uh Wonder Bread on the East Coast. There mm -hmm. was a lot of people doing different things. Yeah. And those different things bring more people. Right. And that was the whole thing. That's why it's I remember one time when I think it was LeVar when he asked me like, how long, how long have you danced? And I told him how long I danced. He'd be like, how long have you really danced? I, that just took me back. Like, what do you mean? We like, and then he was like, uh, well, I mean, like, how long have you danced? Like been in the scene, like been known. I'm like, what, why does that even matter? Yeah. Like, why does it matter? Like how long you've been seen com uh, compared, uh, compared to, to how long, you, yeah, how yeah. long you've been dancing. How long I've been dancing is how long I've been dancing. Yeah. Regardless, there's people who've been dancing since they've been like five. Are you going to take that away from them just because yeah. they haven't been seen? And that, and that's. I was talking to somebody about that last night. The 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 day I become active is no different than the day I throw an arm swing. Yeah, because it put it, it's all part of your journey. Yeah, and you that's. And I didn't start crump in 2012. Yeah, I started crump in 2006. Exactly. It just took me six years for you to get to know who I am. I don't need to go search for you yeah. so you can see me so you know how long I've been dancing. Yeah. Like, no, like I've been dancing this that's long. That's why I built the shirt. I, um, I'm i not sure if you've seen it, but the homie Bullet from DCX, mm -hmm. he, uh, he said, said a statement at my garage. He was like, you're not everyone's vet. Yeah. So that's a good one. Actually. You could be in the Cali. You're not everybody in Vegas is vet. Yeah. If you're on the East Coast and I'm a vet out in Vegas... If I go to the East Coast, I'm not the East Coast vet. Facts. And that's a Buddhist, a Buddhist stretch from the, like he's a hip hop OG. He said it. He was like, we're everybody's a guest of the culture. Cause you know how they hold that whole, like, if you're not black, you're a guest of the culture, mm -hmm. which I believe that. Yeah, yeah. But he was saying that everybody's a guest because if I grew up in hip hop in New York and I go to the West Coast, I'm a guest of their hip hop yeah. culture because I didn't grow up on the West Coast. And I think that mindset is what every person has to have. Because if I go to Arizona, I'm a guest in their crump city. Yes. I'm absolutely. a guest in their crump culture. I am not a resident of Arizona. I should not walk in there and act as if I'm somebody. Yeah. I should walk in there humbly and be like, you know what? What what can I do to help? Exactly. And I feel like if we change that mindset, that'll be freaking that'll I love that. And to be honest, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly because I feel like some people and some some people don't want to be worldwide people. Yeah. Sometimes you just want Someday. to be a hometown a hometown, a hometown hero or yeah. a, or a, or a hood legend. And that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. You do not have to be this great world dance, Whoa. world class. You dancer. don't have yeah, to. It's crazy. I tell people and, that with roller skating all the time because people yeah. are like, why don't you like ushers doing auditions? I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, well, what do you mean? You don't want to skate for Usher? I'm like, dude, first and foremost, he goes to the skating rink all the time. I've met the man. Like, I built what Mayweather's website for his rink, and he's introduced me to Usher. Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't need to be behind this man roller skating. First and foremost, who wants to roller skate for eight hours a day at 38 <laughs> years old? Don't nobody want to do that. Yeah. I'm not physically 
there. Right. And I understand that. But I think that comes with people understanding their boundaries and understanding how far they can go. Oh, yeah. Because I know the 25-year-old that's skating that just started six, seven years ago, He has, he's more limber. He's more in shape. <laughs> I just yeah. know. Like, yeah. I'm not going to go audition when I know that I can't skate for two hours straight. Yeah, that's good, though. It, it, knowing, knowing where you go and knowing yourself, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. it's, like, good to know, like, this is not the direction I want to go. Yep. I might want to go this way. I don't need to do this. I'm, I'm more comfortable building the community here. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. You know, and, and, that, really and I that. feel like when you realize that I had to, I remember in, when I got divorced in 2016, you told me something when I moved in with you and it stuck with me till then. Oh, really? You said you have to find your tribe Yeah. and you have to find your group of friends. Yeah. And yeah. I was like really tripping about that back then because I was under the impression that Crumpers were my group of friends mm -hmm. because that was my family when I first came into it. Yeah. I didn't have blood family. I didn't have no friends, really. When I met everybody, I was like, oh, cool. Like, these are people I can hang out with. Yeah. But then when I got older, I realized you have your acquaintances through Crump, which is probably high school, mm -hmm. if we really equate it. Yeah. There's a high school, a group of people that are three, 400 people that go to the high school. Right. But then you have your clique that you hang out with at lunch. Yep. And that's what I had to find. Yeah. And when I found that, I was able to be confident and find myself through finding that. Oh, yeah. And now I now I I understand people's place in my life. Yeah. And I don't have to have high expectations for this person or have over overly wanting expectations when Facts. they ain't going to fulfill that because they're not my tribe. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's, that's a good... I'm actually glad I said that. Bro, I'm, when you said that back then, <laughs> that, oh, that stuck with me. I'm telling you, Swap. Because yeah. it's so true, though, because I had to realize that. I, I I think I realized that earlier on because mm -hmm. when me and Snoop got injected into the, the crump community or whatever, yeah. and we started meeting all these crumpers, like, at first, there's some people who loved us. There's some people who hated us. Yeah. But a lot of people would, like, try to, like, tear me and Snoop down because we were more on the, like... Rugged side of crump. We yeah. weren't the we weren't the tricky people. Y'all weren't flashy at yeah, all. Yeah. So they freaking hated us at first and they would hate on us. They would try to tear us down at every every turn they took. Mm -hmm. But we had to stick together and that's where I realized like, okay, Snoop, no matter what, he's gonna help me through this. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna give me advice. He's gonna do that. And then we found your our couple group. people. Yeah, yeah, our little group of people that we could Man, like, y'all had the east side in. on lock. Yeah, and I then was once mad because I was I was growing up on the east side and I couldn't get with y'all. <laughs> yeah. I took the bus for six hours to see y'all. I'm right. going to always hold that again. We're going to be 60 years old, and I'm going to mention that, bro. I know, right? I'm just letting you know. Just so y'all know, if you don't know yet, I tried to be under Suave back 13 years ago. Yeah, back, back in the day. That was like <laughs> I early took the bus on. four hours to lab with them, and they were done. And I had to take the bus four hours home back. But imagine, though, I think if you had made it like two hours earlier. It would have been different. It would have been different. There was a reason for it. Yeah, ultimately... That led me to end up being under Lamont. Yeah. And I'll never, I'll never regret that. Yeah. And me yeah. and you ended up crossing paths in the future anyway. Yeah. So it, it was bound to happen. Right. So ultimately I was grateful for it. Yeah. Now, shifting. Obviously you said you're a creative being. Mm -hmm. How do you handle creative blocks? Uh, I feel like experience is one of the best things to feel creativity, to be honest. Because um, like just getting out there in the world, seeing different things, watching different things, uh, trying different things. 
can help you think of ways to apply that to whatever it is you're doing. Okay. And I think that kind of what, what helps me like get out of blocks is like getting out of there and learning something new or getting out there and uh, experiencing something different. Yeah. Because it'll be like, oh, dang, like I can apply this type of mindset to this and then elevate this even more. You know, like a lot of people have told me how Crump has helped inspire their creativity and other outlets. Yeah. And that's what it did for me, to be honest. Like it helped me inspire, inspire creativity and uh, other outlets. How I envision Crump, I can put that into other things like photography or whatever I'm doing, you know? So I feel like when it comes to like creative blocks, like I have specific things I do. Like yesterday I had, I was like having a rough day. And instead of like sitting here, because sometimes being in an enclosed room, it like, keeps you enclosed. Oh yeah. So I'll go take a walk. Oh walk. I'll walk to I'll walk to seven eleven. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like go get a water and just walk back. Yeah. And it the sun, the vitamin D, me listening to music, whether it be in my AirPods or whatever, it really gets me to like get the juices flowing. Yeah. And last night, people don't understand what cardio does for your mind. Oh. So last night I was stretching and I'm older now, bro. Like I can't immediately get into crumple mode. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's because I have two kids now. Like, I don't know, but it's, I can't just immediately hear tracks and be like, yeah, let's get off. <laughs> like I have to gain momentum. Yeah. I'm a little older now, man. Yeah. Like it's not going to happen right away. Yeah. So I'm like stretching and I start doing jumping jacks and high knees and everybody's looking at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting my blood flowing. Like, what do you expect? Right. Oh, okay, okay, you old. I'm like, yeah, I'm old, but I'm going to still get off. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I'm going to just get these blood flowing real quick. <laughs> like, cardio, bro. I, The first person I really watched do cardio was you. That's what I was about to say. I, I'm a really... damn treadmill that barely worked in the yeah, garage. <laughs> I'm really heavy on cardio, to be honest. Every time I go to the gym, I'm doing like an hour of cardio before yeah. I even start my workout. Mm-hmm. But it's just because um, I like things that help me escape sometimes, you know, and cardio is one of those things. Crump was one of those things. Uh, even when you said going for a walk, going for a walk was one of the things too. It's like, just help me like get out my head sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then like really like feel the vibes or just like escape everything that's going on around me. And um, I feel like finding a positive escape opposed to a ne- negative escape is good. So yeah. like when you're doing like cardio or walking or even having a talk. Movement in general. Yeah. So, like, a lot of those things, being outside is a good one. Like, meditating is a good one. Like, a lot of these things are good escapes to have to really re, I guess you can say, refresh yourself so you yeah. can start again and be like, all right, let me, yeah. let me start this differently. There's a reason that we have seven days in the week and one is, like, supposed to be a rest day. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a reason for it. You know what I'm You saying? need your rest. It's like, important. I, I feel like rest, recoup, all of that, it's needed. Yeah. So, but now... We talked about your photography and videography, and we talked about, um, you know, your creative side. What is the iVisuals, and, like, what's the plans for it? Like, do you guys have any plans to expand it? Do you guys, or are you just doing photography and videography? Uh, yeah, we have, a, we have a good amount of plans that we want to do. Um, we're getting our business set up and, and off the ground first. We know that's going to take time. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest vision for it is to have like a creative space okay like that's what i want to do like a work and wellness thing okay to where people can come and they can like work on their creative endeavors you know and and 
also be able to escape, you know, like, mm-hmm. like I was saying earlier, like meditate or have talks or, you know, go get a massage or something like that. Do like yoga you can, or something Yeah. So like you that. have yeah. your work areas, you have your wellness areas and you mm-hmm. can do both. That was like, that's like that's a big a really vision. Yeah. I wanted to call it like work and wellness yeah, or something like really that. Dope. But I think it would, I think it'd be dope where somebody can actually escape or work. You have the choice, yeah. you know, or if you're working, you can you take can a step break out and, and go escape. Exactly. You know, and it, I feel like that would be good for people. <clears throat> you know, cause so many people like workaholics and they don't have time oh, to just. I'm one of them. Yeah. You know, you don't have time That's to just. That's why I roller skate every Yeah. <laughs> but if you have that time to just be like, oh, I can just leave here and go right down there to this little thing. Have mm-hmm. like a little sound bath over here. Do this. Meditate over here. And all this stuff. I feel like that would be like a good thing. But that yeah. would definitely help the community for sure. Like oh. any community. Whether it be street culture, whether it be dance, whether it be creative, like that's that's a good thing that's definitely needed. I'll say that. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. <clears throat> Excuse me. They don't understand that business, you have to fulfill a need. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. people need photo shoots. Yeah. So you're fulfilling that need. Yeah. And that's what I've learned in business is like if somebody needs it, you can sell it to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can make profit off of it and things of that sort. That's where it's at. That's mm-hmm. where the whole bartering, <clears throat> the trade comes from and everything like that. Yeah. So that's cool, man. I'm glad you actually have like a a mission and like like a like a goal. Yeah. Because so many people go into business and they're just grinding. And they yeah. have no like plan of action. No set mindset on yeah, what they want to like do with no it. They have no why. They have no what. They have no how. They yeah. have no when. You know? And I feel like those are the f- what, why, how, when, and like those four, like you need to have those in business. Oh, yeah. So that's cool, man. <clears throat> you don't just do photography. You don't just do videography. Mm-hmm. You got your own podcast, too. Yeah. So the Unbiased Opinions, mm-hmm. I've been a guest. You guys do a lot of different things. What is the mission for it now? Because obviously it's shifted throughout the time. Yeah. So you guys do like hot takes. You guys do different things. Yeah. Tell us about it. Uh, we're on, on that. One of my main goals for, uh, the unbiased opinions is transparency. Like that's what we try to hammer home with everything. Like we want to have open conversations and we want to be transparent because there's so much stuff that people are afraid to talk about or don't talk about or, yeah, or shy away from, or, uh, might not want to be upset at the difference of opinions of it, but it's good to have this type of dialogue to know that, people think like this mm-hmm. or people have these types of opinions or yeah. people don't share these same ideologies yeah. as you. And yeah. you need to hear these different opinions to, to get a better understanding, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what I try to hammer home to is understanding. Like you need to be able to understand different perspectives, mm-hmm. you know? So, so these, these are the important components of a uh, unbiased opinions, but on there we have like hot takes and hot takes is, um, Pretty the much comments, right? Yeah, they're oh, comments like my that we get. <laughs> yeah, you'd be writing comments to y'all, and y'all just be talking about them. I'd be laughing my ass off. Yeah, because they're they're crazy. Because <laughs> you see, like how closed minded and closed off people can be. And one of the things is, I, I love conversation. So yeah. I love to talk to people. Yeah. So when people comment, I respond, and then usually like Trey or somebody's like, "You don't need to respond to the comments. You know, they're just trolls and all this." But it's like. But I want to start that conversation. At Swarm Branding, we're not just a digital marketing agency. We're your key to online success. 
Let's take a closer look at the services that can transform your brand. Graphic design, web design, search engine optimization, print media, social media services, and content marketing services. Swarm Branding is your full-service digital marketing powerhouse committed to making your brand a digital sensation. Don't wait. Visit us today at swarmeverything.com. I want to see at Enlighten least, people. Yeah. Do you have do you have the conversation skills to be able to relay what it is you're saying and give me an understanding? Do you have of the why? emotional intelligence to yeah. understand and have a conversation without getting mad? Exactly. Yeah. Or did you just write this comment because you had a thought and you immediately wrote it? Exactly. Yeah. And then I sometimes <coughs> I get to that point and I'm like, okay, this person really doesn't know what they're talking about. Or they just yeah. wanted to they just, they just wanted, wanted to argue. argue. Yeah. yeah. So it's like I'm not gonna get into it with them, but it's it's I still want to try to see if it's mm-hmm. there. You the know? fact that you can try and see, not get offended, not take it personal, yeah, and understand that, that emotional intelligence not a lot of people have. Yeah, which which sucks, though, you know, because you want to be able to have a dialogue with people that come <laughs> to It sucks, though, because yeah. come on, man, we want to have conversations. Yeah, it's like I want to actually understand <laughs> your point of view because sometimes— I'll see people who have a different set of opinion. And I'll be like, oh, okay. And it'll, it'll sway yours. Yeah, I'll be like, because you'll see something differently. Like the the episode I was watching that one time where me and Trey got into a conversation mm-hmm. about my awareness. Yeah. Me and him having that conversation, we ended up taking it to the inbox, and I got very enlightened through how I act to people. Mm. And that is the thing that people don't understand is through conversation and through comprehension. We can learn. Yeah. And that's the whole reason we're here is to learn, dude. Exactly. Like, think about it. We've been learning since we were born. Right. My son came out and he can't even lift his damn head. <laughs> so he's got to learn how to lift his head. He's got to learn how to turn his head. He's got to nice. learn how to breathe while his face being in the pillow. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't think about that. As humans, we've been learning since, since the, day one. Yeah. Constantly. And that's the thing, even from the one round days, we were learning from each other. Yeah. You know, I was able to learn from you. Yeah. I feel like all of us. Yeah. I was able to learn from <laughs> a lot of people, even the students. Yeah. You know, Bro, like, I tell Chris, he's baby mafioso now. Mm-hmm. And he just came last night and I saw him dance. I was like, Bro, this week compared to last week, tremendous change. I'm like, Did you lab? He's like, No. I'm like, Well, how'd you learn all that? He's like, And I'm <laughs> like, You know how you learned it? Because you came and watched Crump and something stuck in here. And then it stuck in there so good to where the next time you came and danced, yeah, it was muscle memory. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. You learned. You don't even have to throw an arm swing to learn. Yeah. You can literally listen. That's why Todd, Todd Eyes and them had so many workshops where they would talk to us for 45 minutes because you're learning. Because there's so much stuff that goes, <laughs> and that's why I appreciate podcasts, and, and that's why I do one myself, because there's so much that can be learned through the art of conversation. Mm-hmm. Just talking to somebody, like just talking about, like, and that was the thing I loved about Crump. Like, not even, not saying just the talking aspect was learning the history and everything and what's behind yeah. what and what is what. And that's what made me want to actually, like, teach it more. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want to teach people, like... My philosophy on it. Yeah, yeah. my methods. And how I, I, how I attack the beat. Yeah. How I do this. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I feel like, was, a, was, was somewhat of a... Not a downfall, but, like, it was hard for us in that age because... It was, you have to teach it like this. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's, I'm teaching my perception of Crump. That's yeah. what everybody's doing. There's the basics. There's the there's the skeleton and the foundation. 
and now everybody's teaching their way to get past that. Yeah. But when we were coming up and we were teaching it, it was you had to teach the arm swings this way. You had to teach the chest pops this way. You yeah. had to teach the advanced techniques this way. And I'm so grateful that we went through that process because I feel like we were a big part of how people teach nowadays. Yeah. Because we might not have been on the scale of knucklehead, concrete, and all them, but we had a lot to do with how Vegas Crump is the way it is right mm -hmm. now. Because people, people like Chris, Baby Quenga, yeah, he was in our labs. Right. Rashad, he was in our labs, Twin Droid. Yeah. There was a lot of people in our labs when we would throw them on Saturdays at the factory. Yeah. That they took class from us and how we taught gained them the knowledge to be able to dance the way they dance now. Yeah. So that's crazy, man. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I don't like to do two-hour podcasts. I know. Right? So, like, like us. Um, I got one more question for you, bro. And yeah. right, I just want to state this on wax. Um, thank you. Because, like, there's certain people in my life, dog, that I know whether we talk every day or whether we talk every six years. Mm hmm the energy is going to be good. We're always going to have a great conversation. <laughs> right. And you're one of those people, man. Like, you know how you were telling me in 2017 to find my tribe? Yeah, yeah. You're a part of that tribe, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. real talk. Like, we've grown so much. And that's why when I hit you up this week and asked you to be on the podcast, I was like, I got to have SWAT. <laughs> like, I, like, from talking to you about the name, from talking to you about how I can do it, yeah. what I can do. You you helped me do this, bro. Like, man, you're a good listener. You're a great friend. You're a good mentor to a lot of people, and you give a lot. So I also use this podcast to gas people up. So <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. So take it and run with it. No, but I appreciate that. Yeah. Last question, man. What's next? Like, what creative adventures? Do you have any new ones that you're coming up with? Like, I um, know you went to. You're going to school, aren't you? No, I actually finished school. Uh, I finished so are school you a psychologist now? Uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. I'm working on the process of it. But that's what's supposed to be going. So if y'all have a well. conversation with him, don't let him get in your head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, right now it's, it's kind of um, evolving all the, the lanes that I'm in right now. Okay. You know, because I don't want to put on too many hats to where I can have like burnout. I don't know how that feels. Yeah. But um, like evolving the podcast keep getting better from there y'all got like, 10k followers now yeah yeah we hit 10k so it feels oh. good that we're we're dude i knew it was gonna better grow sooner better. or later yeah consistency is key yeah and that's that's <laughs> one of the things is like staying consistent with the work you know even with the eye visuals um right now diamond you know diamond's like helping to fuel that thing shout Bruh, out to her you know she's, she's, she's a queen in that junk she's definitely wearing her crown and um evolving the photography game for sure but uh She's she's partnered with um she has iVisuals partnered with a uh, Starbase and they they've been doing like fashion shows and yeah I know they and, did the Couture one with Bysize yeah, right yeah so, so I don't know if you remember but Bysize hit us up back in the, like when Swarm Brand first started and we were in one of their lookbooks oh yeah their picture was in one of those too oh yeah see yeah. so like it's crazy how like it intertwines yeah. so but yeah it was, it's dope so, so y'all are partnered with Starbase. 
So y'all like well, the photographers much. for? Yeah, she does like all the events that happen with Starbase. That's they, so like, dope. It's great her. the networking opportunities you yeah, can get. Yeah, so it, it's, it's pretty dope. She said she she did like a Raiders one. Because I haven't been able to do like uh, the shoots because I work and stuff like that. But she, she's been doing those constantly. But she did one for like, I guess it was like a Raiders. And it was a whole bunch of like sports people there. A whole bunch of like the Raiders. I'm telling you, you're getting them people. rooms. Yeah, I was like, that's crazy. Changes. Yeah, I said... That's how I ended up getting an interview with Raz B. <laughs> right. Stuff just, like that. You get into the rooms and you start, you're genuine, it's natural, and it happens. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you, if you just really want to build a rapport with somebody and you just come in the room, you just want to learn and you show that you're like hungry, it's like where the opportunities open up. Yeah. People's like, oh, dang, you really, you're into this, you're focused, you seem like you're determined, you seem like you're a good person, you just want to have a conversation, you just want to build, so... Let me give you this opportunity. Yep. Like, dang. Okay. Yeah. All right. It happens. <laughs> I feel like when you have, when you're a good person, good things happen to you. Yeah. You know, yeah. my son told me the other day, he was like, and the fact that he had the emotional intelligence to even think about this at eight years old was crazy. He comes up to me and he goes, Hey, um, I have good thoughts at school, but then I have bad thoughts. So when I'm taking a test, I'll have a good thought. Like just do your best at the answer. But then I'll have a bad thought that says, just skip it. Mm. I don't know what to do. The fact that he came to yeah. me with that by itself, I was like, yeah. oh, crap. And then I told him, I was like, son, you're always going to have good thoughts and bad thoughts. Yeah. No matter what. Your job, I said, my brand is called Swarm Brand, right? He goes, yeah. I was like, do you know what Swarm stands for? He goes, no. I said, soldier with a ready mind. I said, your thoughts start at your mind. Then they come become words, and mm -hmm. then they become actions. I said, so always grab the good thought because you want good words and good actions. Yeah. And he was like, ding. It clicked in his head. And I was like, good things happen to good people. Karma is a word for a reason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You do bad things. I know that firsthand. <laughs> right. I didn't do anything purposely bad to people, but I was unaware of what I was doing. Yeah. And that made me have bad relationships in a long way. Mm -hmm. And then when I shifted that and I started thinking differently and perceiving life differently, things started shifting for me. So yeah, right. man, like when you do when you do good, good things happen. Yeah. You There's know? that this that wolf metaphor. <clears throat> Literally. Yeah, which is so, feed the one that you Mm -hmm. you want to feed pretty much but yeah I, I agree and um i i just gotta give you a shout out as well because i'm even going back to what you were saying about like the bad thing and, and mm -hmm. all that nature like people got to realize that people change and people grow mm -hmm. you know and you can't keep holding somebody as something years down the line you, you know, guys like talked about long, that on your podcast yeah, too about labels, and i felt right? like i felt mm -hmm. like when i was watching that i was like damn Swally's talking about me right now <laughs> I didn't know if it was, but I felt like I was like that fucking fits because so many people, whatever was said, yeah. whatever was done, it doesn't even matter now. But that's what they view me as. Yeah, and they don't understand that that was seven years ago. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then the way I it's said like is considering a felon a felon for the rest of his exactly. life. Exactly, everybody's you're gonna be the villain in somebody's story no matter what. no matter. And what. that's the thing you got. That's why you got to get. You got to be able to have an experience with somebody without taking somebody else's experience and automatically defining that person by that, you know? I, I say it like this. Reviews, when it comes to business, are good. Mm -hmm. But if 
you can't experience that business for yourself at least before looking at a review, then all you're doing is taking everybody else's word for it. You're never experiencing anything yourself. Exactly. Like if I walk around and I say, hey, that consulting agency, how are they? And they, every, the people I talk to and I never go actually take my time out and learn it myself, then that like you're missing out. Yep. I personally feel because somebody could have a bad experience, but that doesn't mean that's a bad person. Yeah. That person could just have a bad day. Dude. They could have been going through something. They could Man. be going through a rough time in their business at the at that point in time. Yeah. It doesn't know? mean that they're bad. Doesn't mean that they're bad. Like, mm-hmm. or yeah, like you said, a rough a section. Because not our life is not going to be peaches and cream mm-hmm. all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a season. There's seasons for a reason. Yeah. Like fall, winter, spring, summer. Winter and fall are sometimes horrible. In some states, summer and spring are horrible. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some states like Washington that you ain't never getting daylight. <laughs> right. You know, right. like, You're gonna so be there's different. Life is such a gray area. And when I learned that, that not everything's black and white, it changed everything. <laughs> everything, bro. man. But yeah, that's why I got to I just got to shout you out because in general, like, even from back in the one round days mm-hmm. when I first saw it, I saw it. And I thought, like, this could be something great. Yeah. But it all came from, like, your vision. Like, I can see what you were putting into it, yeah. what you wanted to do with it. Yeah. You always had a plan, and you can see that it was in here. That's one thing I noticed. I was like, dang, like, he really wants to create this into something. So if I can come in and help him, yeah, you know, and put in my whatever I can put in, it'll, it'll maybe we can build something, you yeah. know, like, and we with did. everybody. Yeah. Bro, think about it. We both went overseas on our own merit. I know, right? <laughs> Like, I never so stepped crazy. overseas in my life. Yeah. And we didn't get a cosign. We did that on our own. Yeah. You built the relationship with One Round Japan. Right. You did. And you got that us, you got us to have a one round event in Japan. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy to think that that we were able to come so far. But it, it all, like I said, it all was birthed from your mind. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it's, I'm grateful for that because no matter what, Anyone says at the end of the day, nobody can say that you did not put in so much into the city. Yeah. You know, because you have. You, you, you have the group. You built the, you have the events that, like, I think. Literally, the arc has to be the best event in Vegas. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be the best event that ever happened in Vegas. I think like, it's the I only thing Vegas had. Yeah, I don't think Because anyone... Mad Rocka, I love Crush to Death, but he took that to Cali. He took that different places. Yeah. It wasn't built for Vegas. Yeah. Like, I love Crush to Death, but he don't even consider Vegas his home. He yeah. considers South Central his home. And, I mean, the Mad Rock at the same time, like, it was it was good. It, it was a great event, yeah. you know? But I seen it at more, like, how I see, like... What's, the Realm. What's, no, what's the Corner Session. The Corner Session, yes. Which is super dope. It's a great... It's, it's super needed. Dope. Yeah. But it wasn't a event on the crazy-ass caliber to where yeah. it was bringing, like different countries and shit like that. I mean, that. it was in the garage, you know. Literally. Where, where it started off in the garage, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I get you. Um, but thank you, man. Like, I, I'm i grateful because if I didn't go through the processes I went through living with you, going through all those dramas that I went through, <laughs> I wouldn't have the mindset, the emotional intelligence, and everything I have now. I had to go through that. Yeah. Because I was a very, very skewed person. I was a very, very emotional person. I let my emotions drive me. Mm -hmm. And I was even telling Chris last night, Cage, he was here. And I was telling him, I was like, bro, like, 
there's one thing about me that no one can take away from me is I will always hold myself accountable. If I make a mistake, That's I'll true. admit to it. Yeah. If I if I do something wrong or if I if I say something wrong, I'll admit to it. Yeah. And no one can take that away from me. Yeah. And that's why I won't let people do this. Yeah. Like from back then. If I make a mistake now, do that all day. Yeah. But from back then, you're not gonna hold that against me. But one thing that you you've done and I like that you've got you you gotten better than this too is um People will do this, but if you didn't do anything wrong, you stand your ground. Yeah. You know, because back then they would... They would they, do that would and I would hang fold. You for I would yeah. fold, yeah. And now I don't do that. Yeah. Because, like, after you've gotten pointed at so much, it kind of just becomes... Like, it bounces off type of feel. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that old statement of, like, what you say to me bounces off of me and goes back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's what's happening because I'm like, bro, like, you think that's going to affect me? It's kind of like when Papa Doc tried to get on Eminem and Eminem hit him with everything first. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you know everything I did wrong because that's going to not give you any ammo. Yeah. Like, when I became transparent about my life and I let all the skeletons out, everybody was like, oh, my God, Jack's human? <laughs> yes, bro, I'm human. I make mistakes. <laughs> and when I realized that, I had to dumb it down a little bit because I was a lot transparent. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, everything out there. And then I was like, no, let me balance it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now I've gotten there, man, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Yeah. And I'm glad because people need to know at the end of the day, they, they can't keep doing this to you all mm -hmm. the time because I think a lot of people's doing it because everybody else does it. Yeah. And it's like, you Garrett tells to, me that all the time. Yeah, you don't need to do it because everybody else is doing it. Stop. Like, for example, Dread. Uh -huh. As much as I would hate to say it, but people pick on Dread because all everybody does time. it. And that's so it's like, bro, I just had a conversation with him the other day. Yeah. I was like, Dread. I was like, stop trying to get an approval from people. He was like, what do you mean? I'm like, bro, like, you are who you are. And when you realize who you are, you're going to shake the country, you're going to shake the world. And I'm like, you know it, but you still allow people to affect you emotionally. And when you let that go, you're going to become a fucking force and people ain't going to be able to touch you. Because people try to keep people down they, here. That's what they do. And that's that's what they're that's doing what they in Dredd. Do. And it's like, if Dredd just realized how much power he has, it's like, dude, dude people are scared out, of you. He let low key. Out, he like, <laughs> around last night, I literally looked at him. I said, bro, I'm never battling you. Yeah. Like, because he already one-rounded me before. And I'll tell him all day. I'm like, bro, you that dude. I never battle you, Dredd. Just letting you know. Yeah, I literally. I battle me. Like, <laughs> So, but hey, man, I appreciate you. Um, this has been a great conversation. I'm oh yeah, I got to know you a little more because I learned I learned about you. Yeah, and that's what this is about. Um, so, do me a favor, y'all: like, subscribe, follow him, Suave to Spaz on Instagram. The eye visuals, the unbiased opinions. I'm gonna put all of it in the description. This has been episode 14 of 14. the Hive Hustle Podcast. I'm almost there, y'all. I'm almost done with season one. <laughs> but y'all tune in. Appreciate y'all. Have a good one. We out. Peace. It's official now. The Hive Hustle Podcast about to sit you down. Go and fix your crown. This ain't a grain of salt. Pick your brain and thoughts. Even through a major loss. Still remain a boss.